3: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We actually don't have Saran here with us today because he's more committed to watching the Boxing Day test than this podcast. But we have two superior substitutes. So one is Bagava Cherikuri and one is Bharatwaja Cherikuri. The brothers have joined us, and we're going to be talking about the latest DC release, Wonder Woman 1984. So they've just watched it, so they're very fresh out of the theater. I watched it last night. Welcome. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Good afternoon, sir. So, you've both been on before. Uh, bargava has been on for three episodes? Four episodes? I think four now, yeah. yeah. We started with Crimes of oh, yeah, World. Oh, yeah, Crimes of World, um, the Shazam. Shazam.
2: Game of Thrones. Oh, three. Three yeah. three, yeah.
3: Two of them were horrible and one of them was good. One of them was good, yeah. <laughs> and you were on a long time ago. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's wow. The best one. That was one of our first <laughs> episodes, actually, so... Uh, welcome back a after a long time back. Alright so Wonder Woman 1984 I'll give you a bit of background on the movie And then we can get into our thoughts on it So basically this movie was delayed Quite a few times So it was meant to release originally On the 20th of December 2019 So basically a year ago it was meant to release yeah. And then it got shifted So the initial shift was because it wanted to avoid A clash with um, Rise of Skywalker yeah. Which it probably didn't need to In, in hindsight <laughs> And then obviously covid hit after that and there've been multiple multiple um delays so all up i think it's been delayed about seven times yeah and finally warner bros took the executive decision to release it on christmas day of 2020 and it's actually a simultaneous release on hbo max as well in the us but obviously here in australia we don't have hbo max so we've gone and watched it in the cinema cuz it's safe enough to do so for us at the moment bit about the cast and crew. It's directed by Patty Jenkins again. Uh, she's returning from the first movie starring Gal Gadot, the one woman of our generation. Chris Pine is back. We'll talk about his character. Uh, Kristen Wiig is is a new character in the movie. The trailers sort of give away a lot of her arc, unfortunately, but yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. And Pedro Pascal, a guy who I've seen a lot of in the last week or so because I just binge-watched Mandalorian Season 2 as well. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> he's uh, He's in this movie. I guess we'll we'll get down to the story. So, I'll get I'll get one of you two to explain what the story was. You can take it. You can take turns, or you can do it together if you want. Okay, yeah. So we'll start with, this. It's obviously set
2: in 1984. Um, so Wonder Woman's, you know, been around. She's more accustomed to the world now after, one, after Wonder Woman 1, where she comes to the world for the first time. And the setting is basically, you know, there's a character, Pedro Pascal's character. Businessman, business is failing. He's obviously trying to do his best to get an image out there that he's very successful with a TV commercial ad that's been running. And he's not, um, everything's failing for him. And he comes into possession with a particular artifact and he uses that. Uh, to then amass power, I guess. A few characters are shoehorned in, but but they all sort of play a part and it's about how Wonder Woman sort of fights against this particular power that that Pedro Pascal has. So without giving too much of a spoiler. And I guess the
3: character of Kristen Wiig, she's sort of, entangled in the in the plot yeah as a part of this yeah yeah, yeah. i've got a bit about the comic background actually but mm, maybe i'll ahead. do that once we get into spoilers because we'll talk about the characters so yeah, first so. we'll do non-spoilers just our initial thoughts and mm. positives negatives and then we'll jump into spoilers sure. so if you haven't seen the movie you can keep listening <laughs> for now i'll start off with my positives and we can we can go around the table go for it so my my positives are i thought the performances were all really strong Golga dot christian Chris Pine they're all really good but the standout for me was Pedro Pascal I think he was exceptional in the in the movie especially because he is a villain and he's he's a pretty bad guy but there's still somehow a soft spot for the guy we could get into more more of it in the in the spoilers but I sort of liked his whole his whole arc how he played it as well so that was that was one big positive for me I thought all the action scenes were pretty well shot there's probably about three or four big action scenes Mm. and they're Unfortunately, they're all featured in the trailers as well. I think, but I thought they were all really good. And there was a few emotional scenes that really hit well. So mm. uh, Diana and Steve have a couple, mm. and Pedro Pascal's character has, has a couple. Yeah. So I thought those were really good. And overall, it's based in 1984, and I think they embrace that tone of the 80s really well. So mm. it is reminiscent of Christopher Reeve's Superman, in especially the first scenes in mm. in in 1984, the movie doesn't actually start in 1984, but the first scenes in 1984 are very reminiscent of that that tone.
2: Yeah,
3: uh, and I thought that was that was done well. Any positives from the both of you that I haven't mentioned? I guess haven't mentioned. I guess the music was good.
2: The score was Hans good Zimmer. in certain in certain parts. Yeah. Um, and i think everything else you touched on
3: yeah 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 do you have anything else in particular that you if
2: anything else i think the
1: cgi was sort of pretty well done in in a couple of scenes i think um i'm not going to the negatives yet so I'll stick with the positives um i think some of the cgi done when my when um Diane is sort of um beginning to fly as well all um, right so that's a spoiler or not but i think those sort of scenes sort of captured the cgi in the environment really well so i think that was done
3: maybe we'll start with your negatives yeah, it sounds yeah, it's like strong. you have more than more than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look,
2: for me, the positives were just the acting, um, and the music. I think as well. I thought the acting was great, but for me, I felt like so. You mentioned that the action scenes were really good. I felt, I actually felt like the action scenes could have been done a bit better. Um I felt like there was a bit of CGI choices that were made that were like, it just took you out a bit. It just felt a bit unreal. It felt like, like you can kind of tell that there were like, you know, actors on, on strings and tension, like being pulled yeah. away and stuff. And it was very like, the first Wonder Woman was very gritty, very, uh I would say more realistic than this one. This yeah. one felt very like
3: flashy, very comic booky, very like cheesy in some parts. I don't know if that was an intentional decision or whether yeah. it just mm-hmm. turned out that way, but... Uh, I know what you mean. Some of the action sequences did look a little bit almost going back to that 80s era sort of action sequences. um, Yeah. And I also felt
2: like there were too many scenes of those, you know, epic slow moment emotions, captures with just Mm. Wonder Woman flying through the air or deflecting bullets. I felt like they did that maybe four or five times in the first half an hour of the movie. And it just felt like it was a bit too early to have that sort of epic music, you know, hype with Wonder Woman doing, you know, whatever she's doing, I just felt like they could have left maybe that for the end, like one yeah. or two scenes. Um,
1: it was also in, like, every scene. It wasn't... Because usually those sorts of scenes mm-hmm. are reserved for, like, a final, like, culmination of, like, a person's powers or, like, they're finally showing, like, their capabilities or whatever, but they do this in,
2: like, every major sequence. and Yeah, it's, every it's almost every action out. sequence, yeah. The other negative for me was I just felt like some of the actors, uh, the, the the characters didn't need to be in the movie. And I'll touch on this in spoilers as well, but I feel like one of them was shoehorned in and one of them, their character, while good, it just didn't feel like they had much impact on the story. So I'll touch more about on that on spoilers. But I feel like if they shortened the movie by about half an hour and they sort of made different choices about where characters went or whether to include certain characters, it might've been a bit more succinct and a bit
3: more watchable without so many convoluting plot lines. So... I think I agree with everything said there, and we can go into it more in spoilers, but mm. one thing I will agree is the movie is definitely too long. I yeah. think it's it's longer than it needs to be. There are a couple of characters that probably were underdeveloped. Mm. One, one character in particular that was definitely underdeveloped. To be honest, they could have removed some characters and it really wouldn't have made that much of a difference yeah. to the movie. I'll go into more in, in spoilers because there's one character that I want to talk about. I feel like the rope
1: felt really unrealistic, the way it moved. It just... It didn't feel like, um, it really, I don't know, it's a bit weird to mention, but when you sort of observe the Wonder Woman, how she uses her rope, it doesn't, like, it sort of stands out and sort of distracts you from what's actually happening in the scene. I feel like that's the like, I could have done been done quite a bit better. As in the, the um, lasso of truth. The mean, lasso yeah. of truth. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Lasso yeah. Of truth. It just, yeah, you, you could tell when she was, like, moving her hand, all she had to do was just move her hand to her hip, and the rope was in her hands. So, like, they just programmed it. You could very see it a bit. And so that was a bit, um, it was a... The reason why I mention it is because it's distracting from the actual storyline sometimes. She
3: does use the lasso a lot more in this one, yeah. I feel, than the first one.
1: Oh, and one other thing, just quickly mention: at the very start, there's like well, I won't mention too much, but there's nothing particularly unique about Diana's like acrobatics, like her ability to do anything. I felt like she could be replaced by any Amazonian like, warrior, and yeah. that's evidenced by the by the first five minutes of the movie, like the way Amazonian people do things. Like what's they they keep talking about how Diana's like this like oh you're special you're great you're doing all these things but what's actually unique about her that's not really too clear yeah. apart from the fact that her father's zeus and it's yeah. not really brought into the story too much
3: they explore that more in the first one i feel in this yeah. one they sort of they don't, don't really bring really, it up yeah don't really pick it up even though they mm-hmm. that first whole sequence is sort of i don't know what they were sort of setting up with that they were yeah. setting up something but it <laughs> sort of never happened in the movie so, We actually saw Jeremy John's review of the movie before this And he mentioned
2: that he reckons they did that scene Because they had those actors on contracts and Probably they, And they had yeah, to, it looks like,
3: like it them Because they, they don't come back in the whole movie And yeah, the whole, yeah. that whole sequence, even though it was, it was quite good I actually Ninja enjoyed Warrior that whole sequence Sorry? It's a Ninja Warrior <laughs> <laughs> sequence Yeah, It's pretty much Amazon Ninja Warrior <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was a good sequence But it just didn't actually lead to anything There was it sort of happen. a moral that Dinah learns <laughs> from it but it doesn't come back in the movie it doesn't even relate to the main story <laughs> I,
1: I told budgie a theory i had
3: of the of the thing but i'll get into it when we get into the spoilers okay yeah. cool cool looks like we've got a lot to talk yeah, about in spoilers. Yeah. so I, we'll give our final thoughts final ratings so overall i for me i still enjoyed it i, I thought it was a good time maybe because i didn't have massive expectations for this one mm. and going by dc's track record i think it's still one of the better movies that they've done out of the dc movies so i've I'd still recommend it. I'd still give it a cognitive recalibration.
2: Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I, I think I think came out when c- coming out of the movie. I think I said I didn't like it, but as you mentioned, it's probably one of the better DC movies that's come out. So based on that and based on the acting alone, I, I'd probably give it a five or a six out of ten. Okay, I reckon that's yeah,
3: that's fair.
1: Yeah, I'd say probably probably a six out of ten. Yeah, I reckon. Just okay. given everything's happening happened throughout the year, it's probably affected production a bit. That might have been the reason why some things. I, I, I don't know actually when they would have finished production they I think would they would have before finished. Finished. This
3: year, right? they would have mostly been done because it was meant yeah, to come out yeah. in June year, right okay yeah yeah, yeah. no
1: so there's not, there's not yeah. much of an excuse to be honest yeah. so yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: we're missing Torrance's arbitrary rating oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the two out of
3: 600 or whatever he does <laughs> 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 um, we need to crack that formula one day <laughs> Okay, I guess we'll get into into spoilers then. So if you haven't seen the movie and you do care about spoilers, come back to this point in the podcast and um, in, in the episode and you can listen to our spoilers We can talk about that first sequence. There's this Ninja Warrior sequence that you mentioned. I I find it good. Mm. It uh, would have been more effective if it actually led to something, but it didn't. So overall, if they cut that whole part out, and it goes for like 10 minutes or something, it's pretty long. It's a pretty long sequence. So that's 10 minutes that you could easily shave off the movie. The character that I was mentioning was underdeveloped was Cheetah. Mm. Uh, So Cheetah is... I've got some comic book stuff, but Cheetah is meant to be... And, I mean, it's not the worst... um, (laughs) The worst way they've done an arch nemesis in the past. Like, yeah. obviously, there's there's been worse examples than this, but mm-hmm. this was definitely a little bit underdeveloped because they they sort of follow her character for about half the movie, and then she just disappears for about half the movie, and then she comes back and she's Cheetah. and she turns into cheater in like one scene, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just at the end, and it's not great CGI. That's probably one yeah. of the parts that didn't have very good mm-hmm. CGI. In terms of the character itself, she's actually quite an old comic book character. So she was first introduced in 1943 and there's been four different incarnations of Cheetah. So the one we got was Barbara Minerva mm. in this movie, but there's been two other uh, three other ones. So Priscilla Rich was, which was the first one. Deborah Domain, and there's actually been a male cheetah, Sebastian Ballastros. The most popular one from the comics is is Barbara Minerva, which is what they've used for this one. So, what were your thoughts on Cheetah? I think that's that's. I think everyone will yeah. agree that Cheetah <laughs> yeah. was probably not done that well. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. Look, she was definitely. I felt she was shoehorned in. I understand why they chose to go with that story because you know the Dreamstone is obviously how she gets her powers. I don't know in the comics. Do you know if whether because I know she asks the Dreamstone. Oh, like her wishes to be an Apex Predator. But does she ever wish to be like Diana in the comics? Like, do they ever have that relationship?
3: Maybe in some of the comic arcs they do, but there's been so many different versions. I know one of them is literally just like... A suit that turns right. her into a cheetah. Okay, but I think Barbara, one of the arcs, I think is is this one. Is this one. Actually, yeah. she yeah. asked to be more like yeah. Diana.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I just I felt like it was just it was too shoehorned. I understand why they did it. They needed a fight scene at the mm. end. Um, you know, something capable of of fighting with Diana.
3: I personally would have been okay if it was just Pedro Pascal. You Same. Know, was, I think I think yeah. it would have been better if it was just him. I don't mind them having the character of Barbara in the movie. Yeah. But she didn't have to be Cheetah in this movie. Yeah. They could have done her in the next movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that would have been all right with me.
1: Yeah, I definitely think... Um, in terms of... To be honest, since I haven't read the comics, I don't know the full capability of Cheetah. So I don't know what they were going for in this movie. And um, I talked a bit about this before. But when you sort of put Cheetah up against like Wonder Woman, in the past like, three or four movies, we've established Wonder Woman as this character who's gone up against... like. Ares, the god of war, like Doomsday, he's yeah. like done a bunch of other stuff, like almost like godly kind of things. And then you have Cheetah, who was like, I mean, to me, it seemed like from the trailerism from the movie that she was like a slightly hyped up animorph character who can turn into a cheetah and who is like who's agile, super strength, and impervious of bullets. I didn't really see how they could really compare to Wonder Woman. Like, <coughs> how, how is this supposed to be an appropriate villain? That I didn't get that sense from the movie, so it didn't feel like I really was intimidated by. Chitter at all?
3: There's one scene where she was slightly intimidating, but she's basically bashing up a civilian. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that she wasn't yeah. against Wonder Woman in that scene, yeah. and there was one scene in the White House, I guess, which was reasonably yeah. well done. But then Wonder Woman, there's this whole thing in in, in this story. I guess we should probably go through his story in, mm. in, in spoilers, but there's this mm. whole thing about the the Dreamstone, which we just um, talked about. But when you wish something with the Dreamstone, you lose. Your Something most uh, valued possession I think that's Yeah what they that's say. what they say Yeah, yeah. And Monkeys. for Wonder Woman She wishes to get Steve back And her most valued possession Is her powers I guess mm. that, That's what they establish In this movie And so she's slowly Getting weaker and weaker Throughout the movie So when she does face Wonder Woman in the White House She's sort of yeah. At a pretty weak sort of state by then.
2: Yeah. And cheetahs yeah. monkeys like the thing that cheetah gives away as part of the powers thing is not really explained. Like that Wonder Woman says that you've lost your humanity, you've lost like yeah. your warmth and stuff. I feel like that's a bit of a cop out, like
3: And there's really like one one or two scenes where you see that she's lost her humanity. Yeah. And yeah, where she gives like food like to that person. That she guy. has humanity. Like yeah. there's one scene how she's like walking in the park and there's some homeless <laughs> guy and she gives him food. <laughs> yeah. That's one scene. Yeah. I don't I don't really see any other scenes there's where no, she was like yeah. m- she meant to be like this really generous nice person because I didn't get that mm. from her like yeah. r- initial character I didn't yeah. get that yeah yeah. no I've, I felt it was a bit of a cop out like there was no real sacrifice with her her
1: yeah. particular wish it yeah. felt more like that was a natural consequence of power than the monkeys paw. like anyone with that power could become could lose their humanity because power just by necessity can cause you to be blind to all sorts of things mm. but it didn't mean, like her personally like what did she actually that was specific to her that she lost yeah. But I guess, yeah, in the end it was just humanity.
3: I guess we can get to Max Maxwell Lord, mm. Sir Pedro Pascal's character. I thought this character was actually well done. And they actually spend a decent amount of time on his backstory as well. So he has a, a son and I think the whole emotional arc with his son was, was pretty well done. But he's a pretty horrible guy in the, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not a very good guy. Uh, he comes around in the end, but he's not mm. he's not a very good guy. So what happens in the stories, he, he knows about this Dreamstone, so obviously he's been doing some research over mm. time and he knows about it and he ends up acquiring it from from the Smithsonian and he basically wishes to become the stone. What does he lose in does he lose his health or something cuz he I starts like deteriorating yeah. in health? Yeah. It's right? his health slowly, yeah, yeah. He loses his health slowly. Yeah. But
2: again, they don't explain that, right? Like cuz I thought he
3: was already not well cuz he was asking for his vitamins all the time. Mm. Yeah. I
2: think they were saying that
1: he's so conscious about his health that he's taking vitamins and Maybe, that's what's yeah. precious to him. But it wasn't, it wasn't really clear, like, it, is, he, is he diseased or, like, is he just overconscious? Like, how is that his priority um, if not? Because, I mean, it seems to him the most valuable thing to him is more so, like, getting more in his greed and money and things like that. I don't know. It just seems it just wasn't too clear what his, what his bane was, I guess.
2: And this is the thing. This is what I was a bit concerned about with the movie was that when they chose to do the Dreamstone as the key element, In this movie, it's like there's so many sort of technical questions that you'd have to forego to get this sort of story out there. And one of them is how does the wish system work? How does that monkey's paw thing work? They do sort of touch on it, but it's it's never really explained to the point because like we still have questions on it, right? Like I still have a question as to when Pedro or when is his name Maxwell? Maxwell. Yeah. When when Maxwell says I I want to be the stone, what are the limitations of that? Like why does the stone become him? Why doesn't he just like his consciousness manifest in that particular? dreamstone yeah. if that makes sense so it's like I and at like,
3: the it's end what hap- so he revokes his wish but what happens to the stone then? exactly yeah is it just gone forever or does yeah. it reappear yeah. And- yeah. yeah is it
2: remanifested yeah. in the world yeah um yeah there's just like there were too many technical questions and i felt like they didn't do the best job of explaining the limitations yeah. of the wish system and even cheetah like i'm pretty sure she gets two wishes even though the thing says he you're gives only her an extra wish, yeah. right? yeah, yeah. and yeah. that doesn't make sense to me either so
3: i guess that was she made her initial wish on the stone itself the and stone. then the second wish was, was with. yeah Because yeah.
2: Yeah. what I thought would happen was I thought that that would be the flaw in that you can wish for the stone, but when page, when Maxwell asks to be the stone, then the people who already wished got another one and then Wonder Woman uses her second wish to undo everything, if that makes sense, because Cheetah uses her wish, her second wish, in the helicopter with uh, Maxwell. And I was like, oh, does that mean that people who already made a, a wish with the stone get the second one as part of your thing? But I don't know, it wasn't touched on. But I felt like when you use an element like that Like the Dreamstone, if you don't explain or if you don't put sort of limitations or boundaries on it, it can be misconstrued. Mm. A lot of questions can arise. It's
1: probably one of, in my opinion, one of the most overpowered things that we've seen in the DC universe so far. That's not just like in like some superpowered human being but It's an actual conceptual power yeah. where you can like make anything literally anything happen with just instantaneously making a wish. Instantaneous. as long yeah. as you have a human being who has not made a wish mm. and you can somehow convince them to sort of and like, Max chooses wish.
2: what's to what to take from people as well, doesn't he? He, like, basically he tells them, he, he t- tells, tells them what to wish for, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he chooses what to take as part of that cost, yeah. Like, oh, wait, that's the, what I don't.
1: The actual limit is the person has to be able to give it to them because remember that dude had sold his oil to the saudi arabian so he couldn't give max oil yeah that's so true. The, but it has been the person's power. possession yeah
2: has but it also like they mentioned that it's what's most precious to you and like the guy's security force isn't the thing that's most precious to him right yeah, like that's fair, yeah he like literally chooses what to take so if they explained yeah. that part I, I would have been a bit more like even the limitations yeah. behind it
1: what are the stipulations yeah yeah, yeah I, I feel bad
3: that. for the guy who just wished for a coffee i mean oh my god out on it,
1: <laughs> he missed out on it so much <laughs>
2: And he, and he probably lost so much as well. But yeah. one copy, what did he lose? <laughs> <live>? The funniest <laughs> is when the girl's like, I wish for all your kind to go back to Ireland, and the cops start arresting <laughs> everyone. <laughs> they just go around finding Irish people. And and start like, I wish them.
3: that you dropped dead. <laughs> she just like- How do they know who's, who's Irish? <laughs> Yeah, that's Just without question. even yeah. talking yeah. to them. <laughs>
2: Just go around to Irish people going, bastard. <laughs>
3: I got a little bit about Maxwell Lord's comic book character. So he's a little bit different in the comics, I yeah. think. He is a much more recent character. So he was introduced in 1987. He's actually appeared in Smallville, apparently. I haven't seen Smallville, oh, really? but apparently he was in Smallville. Oh. And um, he was also in the Supergirl TV show. So, yeah, in the in the film, he basically has the power to acquire wishes. But in the comics, he has the power to persuade people to carry out their own wishes. So, it's slightly slightly different. So, he can persuade people to do stuff. Right. Whereas in this, he needs them to wish for it in order for them to do something or in order for him to get something. So, it's mm-hmm. slightly Slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently in this film, Patty Jenkins wanted his role to be similar to Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. So from the Christopher Reeve and Superman movies. While
2: well, we're touching on the Dreamstone, the whole... Like, you know how at the start, like, he has to ha- be physically touching someone and for them to make that wish. But mm-hmm. at the end, they sort of go away with that. It's like as long yeah, it's as... eye contact. Like, yeah, like the... Not eye contact, the particles or something. Like on the, the satellite the TV, yeah. Going through... Again, the like.
3: Particles touch everyone or yeah. something like that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, it's obviously the ending sequence. And I don't know. I just feel like they, they didn't really flesh it out enough. Like, yeah. they didn't flesh out the whole thing enough just while we're talking about Dreamstone. That sort of took me away from it. I was like, yeah. what's happening? You know, you and I thought asking. the climax
3: was the whole third act. The, first, the In the first movie, the third act was definitely the worst part of, mm-hmm. the, of the first movie because if they had a better third act, I think that movie would have actually been better than what it yeah, was. It's yeah. still a good movie, but I think it would have been great. I think this movie. The third act's probably not as bad as the first one, but it's still not that great. The fight with Cheetah was just there to be a fight. They yeah. just need to be a fight. Yeah. One of them need to fight someone. Yeah. Um obviously if she fights Pedro Pascal she'll just kill him. So yeah. they, they couldn't do that. The whole thing with him, you know, broadcasting and like mm. apparently being able to touch everyone in the world and him just standing in that vortex and yelling, yeah. I what thought was that, that like- was a, that was just a bit too too yeah. much. Yeah.
2: Oh, bloody mm. pedophile. Remember that scene when he's like yelling at the guys like, I want to be able to touch everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be memes so hard. After yeah, I know. It's going to be memes.
1: And yeah. um, you know when his kid makes the wish as well, what was the kid's... What did he lose? What did he
3: lose? Like, did he... Lost like, all his toys? I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then he, he also gets two wishes as well. Um, Would you mention them as well? He gets... He wishes... Well, I'm not sure if his second wish came true though. His first wishes was he, when it he was with his dad in his office, he wishes his dad to be great, whatever. And then the second one, when he's looking at the TV, he says, I want you to come back. But, like, I'm not sure if that was an actual wish that yeah. he didn't come back. Because, I mean, mm. after, he came back after he had renounced his, his wish. wish. So, yeah. I don't know if that would actually come true. Or
3: maybe in order for him to come back, he had, he had to renounce his yeah. wish. So, maybe it did come oh, true. Or maybe Paige Jenkins is smarter than we thought.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. No, I don't think so. But I thought <laughs> <laughs> I thought the um, the end scene where he, like, meets up with his son and yeah. they have that emotional yeah. exchange. I thought that was, that was good. Yeah. That was... He obviously does, like, father-son stuff pretty well, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, that's a recurring theme.
2: (laughs) Another scene where it's like, how many weekends do I have this (laughs) (laughs) kid? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, poor guy. (laughs) Oh, I was also talking about Max Lord, but, like, you know that scene that they show at the very end? Like, literally, like, the second last scene in the movie is, like, his backstory about how he's, like, come from a family. Yeah, that was... so, Very late decision to include that in the story
3: Firstly, I didn't even think it was about him But then they started showing more mm-hmm. like shots of it yeah. So I was like, oh, this must be yeah. you know, his mm-hmm. backstory yeah. But like the initial two shots, I'm like, okay, there's this kid that, you know, his mother's getting domestically abused. Um, then there's this scene where he's like wet the bed or something and yeah. dad's yelling at him. And I'm like, okay, this is see just... see
2: sh- how much there was on that bed? It was like the entire <laughs> mattress was <laughs> That's coming. a good leader. Like, I think the dad has a right to be angry there. It's not like an accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: But this is like slowly it sort of ma- started making sense. But the first two scenes I was like... I thought it was just someone else that was making a wish or something. Right. It's not a kid that was making a wish, but yeah, that was probably unnecessary to be honest. Yeah, um, well, put it like earlier on in the movie. Right? Yeah, like right. you can't
2: you can't have a whole movie where this guy does shit and then explain his motivations or like his, right at the end. Yeah, know, right
1: at the end. It, it felt more like a last ditch effort to get you to empathize with the villain, yeah. as opposed mm. to like if you do it throughout the movie, you can oh, okay, so this is motivation for doing that, yeah. then building him up so you're on his side as opposed to just simply being against him the entire movement at the last minute. Like, no one's going to side with him and say, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. No, you still... To be honest, I was already
3: stuff. empathizing with him before that stuff. Like, I didn't need that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, And it's because Paige such a great actor, right? Like, yeah. you empathize him from the, mo-
2: like the first scene, you get him, you're like, man... You're like, you see him uh, when he's, like... Uh, purporting this, like, television superstar sort of mentality. And then he comes to his office and it's all desolate and you're like, oh, yeah. right, man. That
0: was
1: That's actually so a tragic. really good scene. Yeah. Because, like, he's, well. walking into the, he's walking into his it's business. It's all empty. And yeah. then he has receptionist, he's everything. Then well, the, as soon as he comes in... It's all front, right? So, like, all the All yeah. the
3: front... Everything that people see mm. is, like, very nice and well decorated. Yeah. But then he goes up to the floor where people are meant to actually be working. There's no one there.
1: That was actually one of the most impactful scenes, in my opinion. Like, where, where he, he's just there and then he has his son there. And then it suddenly humanizes him as someone who has this... Vulnerability, mm. like in his child, and mm-hmm. he has like he's, he's a human being who has like debts, who has this and who has that, and he's just looking for a way out. And that sort of, I think mean, that did more than the um backstory
3: towards mm. yeah. the end, to be yeah. honest. But right, Pedro Pascal was probably the best. Part yeah, of definitely. I thought he was yeah. Yeah.
2: Did an amazing yeah. job, yeah. amazing yeah. actor, yeah. very talented.
3: So I guess we haven't talked about the other actor in this movie, the other (laughs) returning character in this movie, Steve, Steve Trevor, Chris Pine's character. So I think this was what you were alluding to earlier as well. So you thought he wasn't.
2: I just, yeah, I I don't know. Like I watched the movie and like afterwards I was like, like what part did he really play in the grand scheme of things? And like even his, like the way he farewells in the end, it's just him being like um, his wish retracted, I guess. Like even the way he comes back, he's not actually back. He's like inhabiting the body
3: of someone, of else. someone else yeah yeah um, and i think only wonder woman sees him yeah as as steve, as Trevor. steve. yeah yeah because yeah, well.
2: even yeah. he sees himself as the guy right like yeah. when he's looking in the mirror so i just i don't know i felt like there were some really good scenes like the whole mirror with steve sort of trying to find life in 1984 similar to how he uh like you know helped gal gadot in the first movie i thought that was really good the kind of really reversal well done.
3: of the roles there yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i just
2: felt like because like he pretty much goes before the final act, right? Like just mm. as the final act starts up, he goes. Yeah, I just feel like the impact wasn't there, or like the need to bring him back. Like I would have been fine if they if they if they didn't bring him back. I would have been okay with that because I remember talking to, to Boratovich about this. But like this kind of goes into the whole tone of the movie as well. But the only two women who cast wishes in the movie, one of them wants her boyfriend back, and the other one wants to be like powerful, not powerful, but like wants to be like popular and. And because she, she doesn't know that Diana has those powers, right? It's just she wants to be popular and noticed and mm. like... Well, um, well, I think she recognized. says, because
3: she she sees um, oh, Diana take down yeah. that, that yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah. So she's yeah, like, um, I want to... Yeah. I want to be like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: I just yeah. felt like that's a bit... Yeah, I don't know. kind of undoes the whole like, you know, women empowerment thing, I feel. And yes, yeah, so I feel like I would have been fine if Christopher Fine wasn't in the movie. Uh, or if he was, at least have him come back. For good, not just kill him off afterwards again. Like to be back and to actually take an active role in the movies beyond that. Because I actually thought he was going to stay. Like I thought it was going to be a situation like Marvel where Bucky comes back and you realise that he actually survived and that he's back for good and, you know, he starts doing stuff. And I thought that would have been pretty cool. But but he goes and I felt like, yeah, just like the impact of the character itself and implications of
3: of him being back for a third of the movie just wasn't as strong as it could have been. Well, when you explain, I can, I I agree with, basically what you said but i think the reason he was in it there's there's two reasons so one is obviously chris pines was very good in the first movie yeah. and they sort of thought it'd be good to get him back he's a very yeah. popular character he's very charismatic and he's good he's good in this there's some good comedy sequences mm-hmm. with him as well the way it fits in the story is i think diana need to sacrifice something right yeah. in order to take on what well, at the very end she needs to sacrifice something mm-hmm. and i thought that emotional sequence was good and all the all the sort of romantic moments between them were, were very nice as well. Yeah, that's true. But they, they there's probably a way they could have done it without Chris Pine. I agree. There, yeah. There's probably a way that she could have probably sacrificed something else. Like yeah. She could have wished mm-hmm. for something else. And the way they sort of set it up as well, uh, at one point I thought they had to either destroy Pedro Pascal, Maxwell Lord, or they had to destroy their wish itself. I, I didn't know there was this mechanism that they could actually revoke their, their wishes. Yeah. So I thought yeah. she would have to like... There'd have to be some stage where she had to to kill kill him or like do something to him, like just get rid of him in some way. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, obviously, they they didn't go that route. (laughs) It's probably a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, after she revokes her wish, so there's a sequence where she like flies and does some stuff, right? Um, Mm. It's this extended five minute sequence Mm -hmm. where she's flying. I thought she was flying towards Pedro Pascal. But she oh, wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She wasn't. She she actually she was just flying. <laughs> was just and flying, then she yeah. comes back to her apartment. Just flying to her armor, yeah. 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 And, but I don't think her armor was that far away. Because she's, like, flying it. for, like, five minutes. She's, yeah. like, flying yeah. past the airplanes and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. so so she obviously goes somewhere, <laughs> then comes back, gets her armor, and then <laughs> yeah. goes yeah. to yeah. Petra pass Like, halfway through a yeah. flight, she's like, oh, I need the
2: armor. She <laughs> she's like, <"Yes." laughs> I need the useless armor that doesn't do anything.
1: <laughs> that being said, I reckon... Um, that was probably my favorites in the movie I think just after she says bye to Steve mm. and then she goes up to like to just start to learn how to fly I think that had the best cinematography the music and the setting and everything like that was done really well and like just that it wasn't even a long sequence it was like I don't know two three minutes maybe five minutes but yeah. like that whole sequence was like part my favorite part of the movie I think because like everything came together really well in that scene mm. everything else was like an element missing there element missing here but
3: I guess speaking of the music So it's Hans Zimmer Yeah yep. So apparently This is what I didn't know Hans Zimmer apparently said That he wouldn't ever Do a superhero movie again After Batman vs Superman Yeah But he's done this one So he's obviously mm. Coming back to, to doing it
2: But no. he used a bit of music Like I was talking to, to Brother lodge about this But he used the Bat flick music In that scene I believe it was when Cheetah's looking down On Wonder Woman When she lands when On she's that in facility. Cheetah form In Cheetah form Yeah okay. When she's looking yeah. down on him uh, On her um, I'm pretty sure That's like the Ben Affleck Batman music when he looks at Superman for the first time. I think okay. it's either that one or it's in BVS at the end when he's actually fighting and they're like face off. Okay. It's one of those scenes. I remember that music and I looked online and they were like, yeah, they used the Batflick music for that as well. So oh, okay. I'm not sure if like, I'm not sure why. Um, it's not maybe really
3: Hans didn't. Related to yeah.
2: Batman at I know. All, but like yeah. I was like, yeah. maybe Hans just couldn't be bothered like writing <laughs> yeah. like a scene. Like I just a different the fight should, scene was Yeah, there. yeah. Because the fight scene wasn't that good. It was, like, CGI at night. And you you know that when they do fight scenes at night, it's because they know the CGI is not good. It's not great. Yeah.
3: That fight scene wasn't great. To be honest, it was just there to be a fight scene. It wasn't wasn't that great.
1: And you couldn't even see what they were, like, doing particularly well. And it wasn't too clear. Like, they were literally just clinging to each other on ropes. That was most of the fight. Yeah. There was a whole
3: part where she's clawing at Wonder Woman's armor or something. She's, like, breaking it and... That, that goes for, like, a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That scene,
1: yeah. I swear to God, they got from God of War from the Valkyries. That's a reference that some people might get if they're listening. But that is, like, exactly how they did it in the game. That's my two cents. That's
3: okay. yeah, That was I'm a sidebar. Yeah, Another Moving bit up. of trivia on, on Cheetah. Apparently, Emma Stone was first approached. Or she was actually offered the role oh. to, to do it, but yeah. she declined. And then Kristen Wiig was offered the role. But Kristen Wiig was always Patty Jenkins' first um, option. Right. Yeah.
1: Hmm. That'd be, I think I feel like Emma Stone. I'm not sure if she would have done, been as intimidating as Cheetah. I, I don't see her. Like she, I reckon she could do the um, Barbara part really well. But I don't
3: know. Is there anything else in the movie before we go to the? the there is a post or well, mid credit scene. Yeah. yeah, we can talk about. Is there anything else? that I we... I guess
2: like I'll, we can talk about like implications as well, right? So like yeah. this has been mentioned before, but like no one mentions 1984 in. Justice League, Batman vs Superman, and it's like this
3: whole thing went. down This is a pretty big yeah. thing to happen, right? Yeah. Like the whole world is pretty much like yeah. World War Three. Yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. This should be mentioned somewhere because yeah. then I think in Justice League, right, Batman's like, "Oh, you went in hiding for like fifty yeah. years or whatever." He says, "Like, where were? You, what were you doing all this time?" Yeah, it's this whole like, confrontation between not- him yeah. and Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. If this whole thing happened, I'm pretty sure people would know that Wonder Woman exists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Batman, like Ben
2: Affleck and stuff, they would have been in that universe when the wishes and stuff sort of... Yeah, he would have like, been alive. He would have been yeah, alive yeah, when that yeah. was happening. He would have been watching TV. Yeah, yeah, And Superman
3: would probably on. would have been like a kid. So yeah. he would have been around exactly, as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
2: So like implications wise, like they obviously didn't think that through. If they're going to make it a grand scale event, obviously they, they would need to reference it in those movies. And the other one for me was the fact that in the first one, you get a taste, like you see Ares coming down. In this one, they talk about how Dulles, the goddess, the god of treachery, was the one who created this gemstone. And I feel like they could have done something with that. They could have brought the gods into this story somehow whether you see them in the form that that would have been better for me like i feel like that's that's one of the the big wonders of wonder woman's story is the fact that the gods are directly tied in with her story and it's so cool when you see it in the com- in the cartoons and the comic books you see the gods like you know they're not allowed to take part because they're forbidden but some of them do and you see how wonder woman navigates the boundaries of what she's allowed to do with what she can do and it's a really cool like dichotomy that I feel like they they did somewhat in the first movie with Ares coming down and fighting her directly. In this one, I felt like there was no right. Like, there was a couple of references to gods, but it was it wasn't disconnected. much. Yeah, it was very disconnected, disconnected from that. Like, yeah. and you don't see like she never goes. Uh, she never references or like talks about her home. I forgot what it's called. The, the, Themyscira. the Themyscira. Themyscira? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She never talks about it. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was a bit disconnected from what makes Wonder Woman's story so magical.
3: And yeah, it would have been cool to have that
2: element in the movie to a certain degree.
3: So I guess on that topic, there's one sequel planned and that will be in modern day, but there's also a spin off planned, which will focus on Temascara. So I don't think Wonder Woman will actually be in that movie. So it'll right. be between when she leaves Themyscira, which yeah. is the first movie and this movie. So that sort of time period. And both of them, I think both of them are being developed by Patty Jenkins. So yeah. the, f- yeah. the next release will actually be Amazon's movie and then one woman three but they'll probably be quite a while away because patty jenkins is doing a star wars movie next that's her next project interesting and, and there's this whole standoff yeah. with her and um well not just her, a lot of directors and warner brothers at the moment with hbo max and yeah. um, releasing everything straight to hbo max okay. so i don't think she was particularly happy with this movie being released straight mm. to hbo max in, in the united states and there's been a lot of other directors that are not not happy like chris chris nolan even though it, yeah. Technically it didn't even really impact him. Yeah. Um, his movie released in cinemas, but the director of Dune, um, Dennis Villeneuve, yeah. yeah, he wasn't um, very happy about it. So mm. we'll have to see how that plays out. So potentially there may not be Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman movies, yeah. depending on how that plays out.
2: And is the series going to be sisters, based on the sisters?
3: Amazonian um, warriors? It's called Amazon's of Themyscira, so I don't mm, know okay. what, what they'll do. Maybe we'll yeah. be f- focusing on her um, mother and her Aunt. Is it her aunt? Yeah, yeah, mom's younger sister. Yeah, yeah, the warrior. Yeah, that makes sense. But she dies, doesn't she? In the first one. Yeah. yeah. In the first
2: one? No. no in, in, in um B V Justice League. Justice League. She when dies. um,
1: mm. I've got that guy's in the villain's name already. Stephen Wolf. Stephen Wolf. Yeah. I just uh, yeah, anyway, um, I think he just announced most of the Amazonian. There's some alive, I think. Right. I mean, after um. After Justice League. Oh, sorry. Just a quick hint to turn my theory. So with that, like, five-minute sequence at the very start, the only thing I can think of that ties into the rest of the movie is at the very end she says, like, there's no shortcuts or whatever. You can't, like, cheat your way in life or whatever mm-hmm. to that degree. Yeah. And then I think that's somehow supposed to tie in with the fact that everyone tries to wish their way through life. And that was a shortcut that Max tried, Max Law tried to take. But it wasn't really tied in explicitly. That's, a, that's literally the only thing I can think of. And I
3: guess it's tied in with her wanting to have steve back have but steve she back. she can't she have can't, him back because yeah. he's gone and she just has to come to mm, terms, terms with, with that, that yeah. yeah that's literally it i guess it is maybe that's patty jenkins um i <laughs> hope it is otherwise yeah. that's
1: such a waste of like being yeah. to have that <laughs> and do nothing with it
3: cool cool uh, we'll talk about postcard scene so yeah. there's a, there is a postcard scene and there's actually this mini sequence where they talk about this god i guess um asteria asteria, asteria. asteria. Yeah. asteria yeah and there's a, very short post credit scene where you see a woman walking. It looks like Wonder Woman. Mm. actually well she, she was Wonder Woman in, was back in the day. Yeah, and she's saves a Pram from getting trampled by a pole or something and she's like, yeah, I'm I'm Asteria and mm. she announced herself and then comes up on the screen Linda Carter is, asteria, as Asteria. Yeah. What I didn't get from that is was that just like a like a fun post credit scene or is that like an actual is she actually gonna be Asteria? Or
1: is it gonna be like a continuing thing in the next years? Because I, mean, I, I
3: thought that was just like to pay tribute to her as being Wonder Woman, and I think it's been like 30 years since that show happened, or something, or 40 yeah, years since that yeah. show happened. So that maybe it was just to pay tribute to her. I don't know if they're going to continue with this as her being that character. Yeah. And in the in that flashback, I got the sense that she was blonde. I, I don't know, maybe I didn't see it properly, but it, it didn't look like her in that in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: And she's well, she says she's been around for a long time too. So I was like, at first, I was like, I'm hoping this is a tribute but I'm worried it's not now because the way she said, I've been here for a long time. is like, has she been alive like all these years since that battle where she supposedly passed away or like she she didn't make it out? That'd be
1: really interesting. What if she was like the next villain? Like, because everyone thinks she died at that battle, right? What if like it got turned around or something like that and like she ended up like not joining forces with evil, but like she ended up twisting the myth somehow. I don't know. That'd that'd be an interesting take as well. Instead of just Mm. ditching her in the last minute. I guess the fans of that
3: show... They'd probably um
1: Yeah, they wouldn't like it if <laughs> she sort of They'd probably yeah, enjoy it yeah. if you know they, cool. they
3: had both Dot and her teaming yeah. up or something. Yeah, Maybe that would true. be fun. Something but. like that, yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, the other implication I missed was the fact that they jump over World War Two and mm. I was wondering like <laughs> like does Surely one woman would have done something yeah. in World War Two. Yeah, right, yeah. like surely. And I think there's a photograph in the movie they show of I think you mentioned that she was helping out Jewish prisoners from, from like the one of the
1: camps concentration yeah. concentration yeah. camps
2: yeah i was like surely that's a better story than this one right like it's sort of similar to world war to the, to the first wonder woman movie but it would have been cool to touch on or see how like what impact she had on world war Two. i would have loved to have seen that because she's been in the world for a while at that point she's obviously still got friends yeah i just think it would have been interesting to see her sort of take a side in world war Two and like fight to help peace as opposed to fight against a nation if that makes sense so yeah like even if they touched on it i would have i was waiting for someone to talk about yeah. like what happened in world war ii because that was only 40 years after
3: yeah the events yeah. 40 years yeah. before the events of this movie of This movie, yeah. yeah yeah i guess there's a lot of continuity issues with with this movie i, yeah. I feel like it should probably be taken almost as a standalone yeah. maybe maybe linked to the first movie and this movie and that's once it. you start linking it to the rest of the dc movies i think it Doesn't really make any sense. Loses weight. Yeah.
1: The only way I can see it linking is if because they revoke their wish, does that revoke everyone's memory of what happened? Because the missiles got destroyed, everything got destroyed, everything that happened got put back. um, Well, I'm pretty sure. Well,
3: pretty sure Cheetah would remember it. Yeah, Cheetah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Because she's like on this. She's just on a rock or something at the end of the movie, right? And I'm pretty sure Pedro Pascal's character would would also remember it. Yeah. No one goes to jail though. (laughs) Like Pedro Pascal's free. (laughs) He's allowed (laughs) to. Who wants? And the president, so I looked this up, the president at that time was Ronald Reagan. Yep. Uh, and the guy who right. acted as the president in this movie sort of looks like him as well. I don't know if like, they sort of chucked him under the bus when they are like, oh, I, want <laughs> yeah. it, I want all the nukes. And like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's yeah.
1: <laughs> very um, yeah, Cold
3: War yeah. reminiscent, very interesting. I'll go through a couple more trivia uh, about, about this movie. So mm-hmm. Lily Aspel, who plays young Diana at the start of the movie, so apparently she performed all her physical stunts. Because any stunt doubles they got they She was actually performing better than the stunt doubles So right. they got her to do it Asteria's gold armour is based on the one Woman armour in comic Kingdom Come So okay. what she wears at the end oh, okay. is the Kingdom Come suit Dinah used her tiara as a boomerang I can't remember if she did that in the first movie I don't remember. I don't much. think she does. Yeah, it's just this one. She starts another thing. She doesn't do that. The blasting. thing to the blast. She tries she it twice. Once. Yeah, she tries it once. Because that was like a big yeah. thing in the first movie, right? Like she yeah. figures out that she has powers when she. Yeah. And she does that. She yeah. does
1: it once successfully against Cheetah towards the end in that fight.
2: Successfully, I don't know if it's
1: successful. She does it because because the powers are back by that point. Because I'm.
2: Oh, okay, she, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking Steve's
1: about gone. scene in the White House. And then apart from that, that's it. She she tries being in the White House once bit. So, so
3: apparently that boomerang move was featured in Wonder Woman 1975. So obviously, Linda ah, Carter's okay. yeah. Wonder Woman. Apparently, so this is interesting. So Gal Gadot, what, what do you think she got for the first movie and what do you think she got for this movie in terms oh, of remuneration. remuneration? Yeah, remuneration,
1: yeah. I don't know, like a million? No, no that's, that's not that, a, That's a lot, that's yeah. a lot. Okay. She's I, not I, that was, big. But, I was
2: thinking like like maybe a million... First movie And this okay. one like
3: 5, 6 Oh Jesus Christ Yeah okay You're not too far off So in the first movie She got 300,000 Okay Which is I mean it's a lot of money But Wonder Woman was a, Big a movie Big yeah. character Big movie yeah. And yeah. she's the main character So 300,000 doesn't sound like a lot yeah. For this movie She got 10 million Yeah okay, Jesus, okay. So 33 times a scale up. Increase Yeah yeah
1: I suppose her Her work as a celebrity Increases after the first movie Yeah She, she it became the screen. Yeah. Much yeah. more popular
3: yeah. Because she was relatively unknown before yeah. she did Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting, though,
2: because BVS came out before Wonder Woman 1, Wonder Woman. yeah. So, so she, she would have got in... less for that. Yeah. And she's hardly in that movie yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering how she got so low for Wonder Woman 1. Like, yeah. That's interesting.
3: It's similar to RDJ. I think RDJ got even less than her for yeah. the first Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. obviously now he gets like... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Now he negotiates his, <laughs> his own scale, so yeah. Pedro Pascal. So a lot of people don't know this. This is actually the second time he's been in something Wonder Woman related. So, there was a pilot for a TV show back in 2011 mm. for Wonder Woman, and he was a character in that Right. Oh. Um, back in 2011. Nice. What did he play in that? It wasn't the same character. It was right. something... I think it was still a villainous character, but something else. Interesting. The end scene... So, I don't know if you remember this end scene. I don't know if they planned this because it ended up releasing on Christmas Day, but there's a scene in the snow, and I think it's Christmas time, and there's mm. like, everyone's happy. There's a couple of kids, or two or three kids in that scene. Yeah. So two of the kids are Gal Gadot's own daughters oh okay the boy, the boy in that man. scene is uh, Patty Jenkins' son there's a man with a girl on the carousel mm. that's Gal Gadot's husband as well right. lucky bastard <laughs> for being in the movie or for
1: marrying Gal Gadot? <laughs> No yeah. comment. <laughs> that was a funny scene I just wanted to see One woman like Get a snowball And absolutely pelt The kid in the face And just knock his head off Yeah the kid
2: that
3: throws A
1: snowball at her
2: And he's just like, like
3: oh, No I'm it's sorry. fine It's fine So overall I still think it's not Given the year we've gone through It's yeah. not a bad movie Like it's not a bad <laughs> movie To yeah. watch It's It's a fun time it's not depressing or anything. It's not going to make you even more depressed than you already are. So I, I think it's all right. But there, there are obviously flaws. We've talked through in this. Yeah. It's not a perfect movie, but it's it's a movie. We're not getting many big movies this year, so it's, it's good. Take what we can get. Yeah.
1: There's another important thing to mention as well. Was the fourth wall break towards the end? It was sort of with like Nakata. Like yeah. not, not 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 that, but like the, the end of the movie when they when she like has that speech with Pedro Pascal and it's going through all the terrible events and going in the world. Yeah. I felt like it was like okay, there's like riots going on, there's like fires, there's this and that going on. It's like very.
3: Oh, Do tell- think it's applicable to the current. Situation. I think it was. I
1: think yeah. it was very on the nose. That like, yeah. they were like trying to like oh this 2020, and then the fact that sort of solidified it was the fact that at the end. It was like at Christmas. And it released on Christmas Day. So it's like, I think yeah. it was very planned. And then Wonder Woman says she's talking to Pedro Pascal. She's saying, No, I'm not talking to you, Max. I'm talking to you. And then, like, she's talking to everyone else that she's broadcasting to, but she's talking to the audience as yeah. well. Yeah. So I felt like that was a bit, I mean, it was, it was interesting, but yeah, a bit on the nose. Yeah, I
3: don't know if all of that was planned. Maybe it's it just not, it co- might, yeah. coincidental. Yeah. It might uh, not have been, yeah. been yeah. planned, but, but yeah. It, yeah. it does seem, yeah, very applicable yeah. to, to mm. this year. It's a
1: good time to go and watch, but yeah, I think keep your expectations yeah. low.
3: I don't usually do this, so I'm going to have to do this off the top of my head. So if um, if you had any questions about 11984 or you had any particular points that you wanted to discuss with us, you can contact us via Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. So on Twitter, it's C Recalibration. And on Instagram and Facebook, it's Cognitive Recalibration. Please do support the podcast by giving us a good review on iTunes or Spotify because that makes us more discoverable on search engines. And now there's a couple more mechanisms that you can support the podcast by. Uh, so one is using our Amazon affiliate links. I'll add the original Wonder Woman series uh, as a link in the description for, the, for this episode. And another uh, a mechanism is buy me a coffee where you can give a donation to, to the podcast, which we'll use to further develop it. So thanks thanks to both of you guys for joining us. In absence of <laughs> Tara so good to good to have you both on and you're our DC you're like our DC guy now so um you <laughs> you're, you're going to come on for all the DC movies. That's it. Yeah. If it's bad or if it's DC. I think the next one suicide squad. Yes. James Gunn suicide James squad. James Gunn suicide yeah. squad. That'll right. be interesting. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Cool. 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 Thanks for having us. No worries. No worries and we'll we'll I'm sure we'll have you back on sooner than sooner than later. <laughs> no. yeah. Spoilers for the episode's coming up. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening, and hope you're all staying safe. And we'll see you guys next time.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.